0: This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time, the Babysitter's Club Club.
1: New start. I'm in a bad mood. Jack is in a bad mood, <laughs> Baby Nation. I don't know if you heard last week's episode of yeah. this show or maybe 4 weeks ago's episode of the Patreon show babysitters club little sister big podcast yeah. for little babies um <laughs> it's not for babies it's for elite babies but jack fucked up we use these complex we're we're like
0: we're assholes. very professional assholes
1: yeah. Who, like, insist on, like, oh, we've got all this disposable joint income from the podcast. And by uh, all this, I mean, like...
0: A very small amount. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we're like, we definitely need to buy mixers. Because yeah. we're fucking professionals. Yeah. And we don't know how to use them. We barely use them, I think. I don't think we get <clears throat> any value out of them. But we both bought them and used them. And they're covered in fiddly buttons and knobs. And yeah. Jack being the dunderhead he is yeah fiddled with a button and knob yeah and screwed up our records and luckily they were salvageable because we record backup audio on zoom which jack is currently not doing
0: yeah i'm gonna do it now now you're being recorded so and anything untoward
1: he fucked up and he screwed up the audio on those episodes which i'm sure you heard and i'm sure we got tweets about
0: and I do all the editing, so it means that I'm gonna be in the fucking Jack does Santa's all the editing work. Don't,
1: don't cry for him, don't weep for him, Argentina, yeah. because I take he a bigger cut of also it. takes all the Nobody money. Nobody
0: needs to know this. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody so, needs to know this. That's not what we're here for, is it?
1: Every now and is then it? I'll just get a text from Jack that's like he gives me my my <laughs> pittance. You're, you're, Yeah. <laughs> Your dirty money. Yeah. Go buy yourself something nice, Toots. Is Go what he buy said. yourself
0: <laughs> one of your fripperies. Um, what? It's what? So you're pissed? You're in a bad mood, huh? Yeah, because I just discovered this, and it means I'm going to be in Santa's little workshop slaving away to, for to make podcasts for everyone for many, many, many more hours than I expected tonight and tomorrow.
1: I'm in a fine mood. Yeah. Um, Miles is doing well at daycare, Montessori school. Mm-hmm. They sent us some pictures today, and he was doing some replica play. Yeah. Uh, which is playing with trucks. Okay. I think they call toy trucks replicas in Montessori. Okay. That's weird. And he does play with them. Miles is, as we've discussed, top heavy. Mm-hmm. Got big head, big, big old head, bargain. little body. Yeah. Falls over a lot and they send us an email every time he falls over and they're like just so you know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Miles fell over today and he hit the back of his head on a bookshelf. He's fine. And yeah. it's like you don't have to email. We he does that at home too all the time. They
0: they send us home with uh, cuz they have to like write up an incident report. Yeah. So they'll often like just solemnly hand me one, and it's like your dumb kid like fucking like climbed up on the table and then like fell off of it, shit. and like you could tell because he's just like I'm like I don't look. Yeah, I know he does that I, here too. Yeah. I send him there so you worry about that <laughs> shit when it happens. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, leave me out of this. Here's he's a your here's, kid now. Here's a dad question for you. So um they, they I've been informed that. um the show and tell is on Fridays. Okay. And Do you Cyril, need to prep something? Well, I like I was like, oh let's what's that like something cool that I can give him so that he'll seem cool or, or more importantly, seem like he has a cool truck, dad? Truck toys. Oh
1: what about that um print that we got from Corey Archangel in like twenty
0: thirteen? Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that's probably worth a lot. He Corey, bring Arch- that in. Corey Archangel is a very well-respected digital artist who yeah, had once had a, an entire all, floor at the Whitney. He made
1: us all digital. That's he a great made us idea. All Limited run prints for our holiday gifts at Major Media
0: Company one year. Okay, well that's all awesome. that you answered. You headed me off at the pass there because I'll just give him my priceless Corey Archangel digital print uh, to bring. But the, so the problem is that he Cyril loves show and tell, and literally every day he says, "Is it Friday today?" Because he, he, <laughs> he wants it to be show-and-tell. But yeah. th- the only thing he wants to bring for show-and-tell is his, his shark, Bruce. Okay. He has a stuffed shark called Bruce. But here's the question. Am I going to look bad if Cyril brings the same stuffed shark toy for show-and-tell every week? Every single week. Is that going to redound on me? Uh... Can you get him more
1: shark toys? No, well, he has Hammer more shark too, right? toys.
0: He's got he's got a hammerhead one. But he, right. it's just always Bruce. Cuz I think t- for me, I would be embarrassed if we had show and tell at the office. Right. You know, and I brought the same fucking toy in every every Friday.
1: I think you should be embarrassed for bringing a toy at all cuz you're in your 40s. No.
0: Okay, what if it's like a, honestly, a, you don't have an office. a gadget? What if I brought you're in
1: like my iPad an every independent week? contractor?
0: Imagine that we're in an office. And also, like, no come one's with working me. in an office. I
1: have an office job, and I work from home.
0: Come with me 10% of the it's way. It's like
1: there's so <laughs> many hurdles for me to
0: jump over. <laughs> remember when we used to work in an office together? No, barely. Imagine we're back in time today.
1: I barely remember when you and I used to work together, and I okay. definitely don't remember what it was Just like working in an office. Just use your
0: imagination. We're going into an office together. It's show and tell. I bring in- My a... home office? It's no, not enough room. It. Jimmy and I forget already it. share the space. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Hi 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 and welcome to the Babysitters Club Club. Club. Uh, I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring, and this is a podcast where we talk about the classic novels
1: of the Princess. You give the Greenring Prince. a lot of space. Okay, I feel like people won't know my name if you don't give it a little space. Say it, just say it, Tanner Daniel Greenring. Oh wait, Jamie doesn't. She specifically, me, specifically she specifically
0: that texted you. Don't be a bat. Yeah, in our Patreon show, patreon.com slash BSCC podcast, Darren got in trouble because he pretended I'm to be a bat a and a woke bat. the child, and now you're shouting. Um, Listen. Yes. It's a podcast wherein we talk about the classic novels by The Hand That Shakes. She is the princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle, Matthews Martin, Stormborn, Soul Skinner, Mother of Clocks and Bane to Bats, the first of her name, the last of her kind, and of course, the last hope for humankind. This week, we are going to be talking about a classic radio novel by Anne M. Martin herself and Ellen Miles called no, no. Babysitter's Club Friends Forever. Number nine, Christy and the Kidnapper. Whew. Christy and the Kidnapper. I feel like a lot of kids get napped this week. Wow, what a what a one exciting son, one kid almost gets nabbed. Okay. Well a lot more kids got napped than normal this week.
1: Well yeah, I guess. Have we ever dealt with a kidnapper before? I don't think so. The um, mm, Scott Sue Su fell down a hole. I don't think it was Scott Sue. His little brother. Was one of the kids
0: fell down a, a well.
1: He fell down a hole, and I guess there was some concern that that was a kidnapper.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't that we know of. He fell in a hole, yeah. Unless it was, um, what's the guy who's a rat in the Ninja Turtles? a Rat King. Could have been. Splinter? No, the Rat King. You remember the Rat King? Splinter? No, not Splinter. I said not Splinter. There's a guy called the Rat King. I don't know the Rat King. I don't know the Rat King, Jack. I don't know it. Forget it. Look, I'm in a salty mood today. You're making me. You're putting me (laughs) in a salty mood. Listen, let me finish. With your bad attitude and your Rat King talk. (laughs) I'm in a salty mood today, so you have to meet me with kindness. Because we can't both be salty, okay? Mm, Okay. Okay? Okay, So this is where you carried me.
1: I'm gonna meet you with kindness,
0: okay, right? Mm. good, okay. The racking is a character in Ninja. Turtles. you
1: can't keep talking, but if you want me to meet you with <laughs> kindness, you can't keep talking about the fucking racking cause it's a point of tension
0: in our relationship, <laughs> okay, fine. What are we talking about? This book, their kids are getting napped every left and right. It's wild. It's fucking wild. Kids
1: are getting <laughs> it's napped
0: insane, yeah. Um Ellen Miles here's here's what Ellen Miles does and I love this about Ellen Miles. Is and she did this last time she wrote A Friends Forever and and the Leviathan and the Scholastic Lawyers come to her on her ship as it rises out of the ocean. They meet mm-hmm. her at the shore, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she walks out to the prow with her like hair trailing in the wind and her like robes flowing and her eyes glowing because she's seen something that none of us could understand beyond the horizon. And she walks, and with a booming voice that they can hear almost as if she's whispering in their ears, even though she's, like, miles away, anchored. Okay, she says, "What said, you just said she came to shore. Fucking, what's a short amount away that's, lo- a, an amount of t- of space away? She's an amount of space away from them, okay? I'm just saying,
1: p- fucking build me a world, man. God, you got me in such a, you're. You're supposed to meet me with kindness. I know, but you're, you're. <laughs> You're pushing all my buttons tonight. Okay, fine. She's uh, she build me uh, a strong narrative. World thirty feet check. away,
0: she's thirty feet away because she's okay. anchored because she doesn't want the the ship to run up. Run aground. Neil Stevenson.
1: Yeah, you're familiar with the author Neil Stevenson. Yes, he is sometimes criticized for being overly technical. Okay, but that's what I need from you tonight. Okay, all right. Because you what precision. the things you're describing are scientifically and technically complex. Yeah and i need you to to get into the fine details like ne-
0: neil stevenson okay the ship is called the dawn treader okay what kind and of ship don't say dawn treader do not say dawn treader i'm not i'm absolutely not in the mood for that i wasn't going to but now i okay. <laughs> now i want to ship is called the dawn treader ellen miles dawn is standing treader. on the prow okay she what has kind of ship anchored, is it it's a trireme T r i r e m e. This that is that checkout. Exactly this is exactly what out? I
1: do when I'm I'm reading Neil Stevenson too. I'm okay. constantly googling. Okay, a trireme is is a tiny little rowboat that they no, used not. in ancient Greece. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not a fucking galleon. Do you want me to Google trireme ship? You look like you look like I I've done that, and you look like a fool because it's a single sail
0: rowboat. No, it's huge. What a fool. What did you even Google? It's huge. Trireme ship? Trireme ship is what I Googled. You did a bad job.
1: I'm look up Galleon. You. No, it's a trireme. God, you pushing every one of my buttons tonight. It's <laughs> Galleon.
0: Look, let's agree to differ. I think it's a trireme. That It's not sucks. a tiny rowboat. Look at this. That sucks. Look up Galleon. Yeah, it's a. it's got three
1: banks of oars. You look like such a fool right now oars. Who's even, who's even rowing these days? It's fucking... It's a warship.
0: 2020. Ship. Okay, fine. It's a galleon. I don't give a shit. Spanish it's a galleon. galleon. Say Spanish galleon. It's a Spanish galleon. It's called the Dawn Treader. Mm, Dawn Treader. She, okay. She is, she's anchored 30 feet from shore because she doesn't want to run aground. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's manned by a, a skeleton crew, and I don't mean a Small, the normal crew. I mean, a crew of skeletons of bone, bone people. Uh, what did they say
1: in the movie? Do you do you believe in ghosts, Sunny? I don't know what movie. That do you is. Uh, do you believe in ghost stories, Sunny? Ghostbusters. You're in one.
0: Okay. What's that from Pirates of the Caribbean? I haven't seen it. Um, <laughs> There's like eight of them. You've never seen any of them? <laughs> I maybe did, but I didn't take it in. Cheat. And her eyes are glowing blue. Do you remember why? Because
1: she sailed to the edge of the world, to the precipice of reality. She gazed at the void beyond understanding and recognition. Yes, and something gazed back. Deep inside the inky blackness, something gazed back at her and penetrated her soul. And it recognized her. her. Yes. And she brought that knowledge back, and she used that knowledge... Even yeah. though it was infernal and dark and negative, yeah, she used that energy and she used that knowledge to create Babysitter's Club books. And Jack, you were filled with dark energy yeah. tonight. I am. You, were, okay. you, you refused to use it, catalyze it
0: into podcast energy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we've got where, where I needed to be, which is where we were about five minutes ago, which is that Anne hears her voice, even though she's 30 feet away. As if it is whispering in her ear, and so do the scholastic lawyers. And They're the, all the there? Leviathan. They're On all the there. On the beach? On the beach. And it's a choppy it's a choppy evening and the, there's a storm. Brewing. Okay. I think the Leviathan would be more comfortable in the water. The Leviathan is in the water. Okay. And Ellen says, What do you want from me? What do you want from me? And it's scary. And Anne says can you do a Friends Forever? And then she says, you know, here's the way the Friends Forever tend to work. Uh, it's based around this concept that Stacy and Claudia are fighting over boys and the club is kind of falling apart and it, the girls are growing up and the Babysitter's Club is no more.
1: It's sort of the the death throes of the Babysitter's Club, yeah. And I imagine what Ellen says in response is... I've already written, it's always already been written.
0: Yeah, it has it's, been written. It's
1: already been written, it's always been written, it will always be written.
0: Yeah. Since I, the dawn of time, I have known this book, and this book has been known.
1: Yeah. And then she goes to Mars and builds like a castle.
0: Yeah. And then she says, and it's a mystery. <laughs> and it's a mystery. Yes, yes, yes. Am's and it's like, no, 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 friends, friends forever. forever. And she's like, no, no, no. And she doesn't even say anything. She just turns around and whips her cloak around her and walks slowly below decks. And then the ship, even though there are no sails up, sails majestically towards the horizon. Yeah. And then when it kind
1: of reaches the horizon, you can't tell if it's a trick of the eye or what, but it seems to, to kind of take off into the heavens. Yes. You know? Yes. That's good. That's interesting. Okay. And even
0: though it is a kind of a, a, a warm night, uh, the, a, a shiver at the same time runs down the spine of everyone present. All the scholastic liars and Anne herself.
1: Yeah. Not the Leviathan. He doesn't have a
0: spine. Leviathan doesn't give a shit. He's happy. He's, he's, he's like a pig in shit swimming in yeah. the ocean. <laughs> yeah.
1: He feeds off of this kind of attention.
0: <laughs> he loves this stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's a mystery. And Ellen mutiny, didn't she? It's a mutiny. It's a mutinous mystery, and it's a mutinous Ellen mystery. brings in. She brings in people from the mystery universe. She brings Terry Hoyt back from the the parallel universe of the mystery books.
1: Yeah, hot and horny. Scary.
0: Um, we should describe the book. David Hot and Horny. This <laughs> is his real name. Oh yeah, it's Hawthorne, isn't it? And I forgot. Haw- Haw- but if, if you, you
1: really dissect Hawthorne as a name, yeah, you can it- kind of di- you can pull out of it. Two hot words, hot and horny. And horny. Yeah. <laughs> Which is something we discussed during the Stacy and the Money Mystery episode. Yeah. During the the mystery run.
0: We discussed it then, and I remember it because there were a number of people who wrote to us to say that that was either their name or they lived on Hawthorne Street, and we had yeah. ruined their lives. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how I feel every time yeah. I see the name. <laughs> Um, let's describe the book. Let's say what happened. Um, I'll describe it then. You describe it. I've got a big, bad clock. I'm going to put 60 seconds on it. But Well,
1: it seems like it would be this week.
0: Oh, it's a mysterious given clock. Given the, the sort scary. of
1: circumstances we're living in. Yeah. Probably a mystery, mysterious clock, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Very scary. Can you describe gonna, it to me? Well, I wouldn't. Honestly, I shouldn't. I, I, first of all, I'm already reeling from the criticism that I'm too vague.
1: Yeah. Who said um, that?
0: You did. When? In my descriptions earlier when I was talking about the trireme.
1: Yes. I, didn't, I don't think my criticism of the trireme was that it was too vague. I think my was, criticism was of too the trireme small. was that it was the
0: wrong kind of boat. I've exa- looked it up and I'm looking at a picture of it right now and it looks exactly like I imagine. It's a rowboat. It's a big rowboat. It's not rowboat. a rowboat. It has fucking sails on it. It's it got three decks of row, rowing yeah. rope
1: holes. Look. Look at this picture. Look at this picture. God, you're so – you're you're being – you know what? You're being belligerent right now. <laughs> you're being I'm going to describe the book.
0: They you have – How many
1: beers have you had tonight? None.
0: None. I haven't had time because I've been – Being fixing belligerent. Fixing the audio problems that I caused. Wow. And you're you going to blame that on me <laughs> now too, huh? Listen, let me describe this novel. Are you ready? hmm Okay. Here we go. The servers are humming inside the secret room deep below the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., where a team of elite hackers are working around the clock to undermine the president, dismantle the government, and unravel democracy as we know it. And the crowd is buzzing inside the glamorous Omni Shoreham Hotel, where teams of middle school debaters from around the country have come to compete for a prestigious national championship. When 8th graders Christy Thomas and Abby Stevenson arrive in D.C., they have nothing on their minds beyond winning another trophy. But after a chance run-in with the ruthless hacker Lance Dibden, they realize that it's not their dream of debating glory that hangs in the balance. But the fate of the very world. Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, number 9, Christy and the Kidnapped. pretty vague vague yeah thank you but i didn't even have to put too much spin on the ball i did i imagined a little bit that ellen Duh kind of implies about the team of hackers but that's what happens yeah there's a dangerous hacksor. or lance um, dibdin
1: lance dibdin is his his real name his hacker name is crash override hell yeah and he is part of an elite group of hacksers they're Beige boxing into FBI phone networks. Whitehouse.gov. Yeah, they're freaking (laughs) Whitehouse.gov with a PH. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they're using that stuff to seduce a young Anjali Jolie. Angelina. Angelina Jolie, whose name is. Acid Burn. Acid
0: Burn. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't worry, I got you, buddy I got you with the hacker's stuff (laughs) I haven't
1: seen it in some years That's about as far as my hacker's knowledge extends Um,
0: It's very good, good. it's very resonant with this novel Um, I'd love for you to describe this book I have reached inside a pocket of time um, And uh, time itself and space have uh, become unraveled And uh, ceased to hold any meaning um, uh, I can hear the voices of everyone who has existed in the past and future in one unholy scream, and yeah. uh, the winding of a great grandfather clock. So it, it looks is, like a grandfather clock. Um, g- grandfather is a loose term to describe the kind of clock that it is. It's okay. vastly more ancient than that. You know, like
1: Biblic- Bib- Bible accurate angels. Yeah. They're just like sort of a a mass of wings and eyes? Yes. Is it like that? It's a
0: lot like that. Okay. Yes. Very, very frightening, but it is going to serve as the timer for you uh, to describe this novel. It is beginning now. Okay. Christy and Abby have taken up
1: debate. It turns out they're very good at it. They're going to Washington, D.C. to join... Uh, competition for debate they're in the kind of beginner group but they get invited to these regional championships anyway while they're there they uh, uh they're accompanied by someone called melissa who we've never heard of before but she's a stony brook native while they're there they run into a boy called daniel hawthorne who you may remember as terry hoyt the secret son of a secret service agent uh it turns out that his dad is now working at the white house protecting the president and they've settled into a groove and they no longer need to have secret identities so he's just called david hawthorne he almost gets kidnapped by a man but Christie saves his life and then they both have secret service agents assigned to them um david tries to escape his secret service agent just like in that episode of the west wing where jed bartlett's daughter played by um gosh what's her name I don't remember her name but she escapes and then gets kidnapped by some rednecks. Uh he and time. Oh fuck. I got so hung up on the the west yeah. wing stuff.
0: I also forgot to time you.
1: Well, I don't know if it's forgetting or if it's just like time has no meaning when you pull No, out. that's what happened. That's what yeah. happened.
0: The clock kind of took me over. So I I just I just said time when like I felt it in my soul. Right. Um Good stuff. What what a great exciting Elizabeth novel. Elizabeth Moth. Emis- Elizabeth Moth. That's not right. Elizabeth Moth. No, that is right. And <laughs> okay. there's a lot of moth lore in these books, so it, it checks out. It's Elizabeth uh, Moth, and she sort of <laughs> she decides
1: that she doesn't want to be shattered yes, we've all the time seen the, by the West Wing. Yes. Okay. And then the guy um, from um NCIS is a Secret Service agent and he's in love with CJ Craig and he gets yes, shot. Everybody dinosaur. has seen the West Wing. Yes. Okay, 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 okay.
0: Um, Lance Dibden. <laughs>
1: Lance Dibden. It sounds yeah. like the kind of name you make up when you're rushed to
0: sort of make up a name on the fly. Well, I got a theory about it. You want to hear it? Yep. Tanner, Lance Dibden is obviously a reference to the Spear of Longinus. what did you just say? The Spear of Longinus. Longinus? Longinus. <laughs> longinus l o n g i n u s okay sounds like long vaginas well it that's it's not it's not that from that okay it's a very very sounds like a portmanteau of long vaginas okay well it's not it's a okay. it's a um longinus was the roman soldier who pierced jesus's side with a, a lance ah uh. Or spear. a spear, and the you spear... You know the different things, right? Well, sometimes it's referred to as a lance. Okay. In, Tanner, the myth of the Sun Grail. Okay, Sun The Holy that- Grail. Ah, uh, yes. And Ellen finally brought it in. The Grail stuff, it's huge. This opens up a whole world for us to talk about. Finally. Think about it. Think about it. Because it always comes up. When they're looking for the Holy Grail, one of the other artifacts they're looking for is the Spear of Longinus. It's tied up with this quest for the Grail. And Lance dipped in, Tanner, a Lance dipped in Jesus' blood. Jesus' blood, which was in his chest. It's in his side. Well, yeah. Torso. Torso. Huge. This is huge. Ellen We've, has opened the floodgates.
1: What does it mean for the narrative of this b- radio novel, though?
0: Well, it's uh, Grail Quest stuff, so I think just kind of spitballing here. So we know that Lance Dibden tries to kidnap Christy David and David Horny, because he was part of a team of elite hackers who had fallen afoul Crash of override. David Horny's uh, dad, who is a secret service agent. Um, this is actually the plot of the novel. Um, I think probably the team of elite hacksaws may or may not be uh, part of the you know Knights Templar who are still searching for the Holy Grail. I mean-
1: okay, so someone someone ring up
0: David Brown because we've got Knights Templar hacksaws. Is that Dan Brown's brother? And he would be like, he would he probably knows how to contact Dan Brown. I just Someone want to kind of up. make the connection for people. I know I know <laughs> one of you has David Brown's
1: number and if you could <laughs> ring him up so that he can call his brother could, Dan Brown. Yes. Yeah. To talk about to get him to so connect him with Ellen. To kind yeah. of talk about
0: some of this Knight, Knights Templar stuff. That's what I think. I mean that's my guess. I I just think that Ellen is being she has opened the floodgates. She's brought in a character from the mystery universe it which is immensely like, what, dangerous. And now she's brought in the myth of the Holy Grail.
1: Ellen saw the end, right? Yeah. She saw the horizon. Yeah. And I don't mean the horizon where she looked out into the inky blackness. I, sh- I mean the horizon of these books. Yeah. She saw the the horizon quickly, rushing to to meet her, and she thought, mm-hmm. maybe I can stave this off a little longer. Maybe I can extend this series a little longer by introducing some pretty complex narratives around Grail the Quest, spear
0: longinas,
1: sp- spear of long vaginas. <laughs> um Knights Templar. Yeah. All that kind And of now they're HackSaws.
0: It's fucking and great. there's HackSaws.
1: Yeah. Rage boxing freaking whitehouse.com. This house. is why gov, Ellen is the best. whitehouse.com. It's Knights Templar,
0: but now they're HackSaws. It's literally the perfect why. Is Whitehouse.com still
1: a porn site? Should we go check?
0: No, I'd rather not. whitehouse. That's what that's where
1: you land it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. It's a news and polling site. Okay. Should we take I some of these polls? No. Do you think the US government has done enough to get needed medical supplies out?
0: No, this you sucks. Say no. <laughs> You're gonna get on a list. That's seditious. Okay. You remember when it used to be a porn site? <laughs> okay. I, I let me ask you a question. The the line of discussion we were on was oh. that the Knights Templar has existed since the Middle Ages and and mm. it is now, now alive hack-sors. and well, and they're working underneath the Capitol building to bring down the Babysitter's Club. And uh-huh. what you pulled out of that is – is WhiteHouse.com still a porn site? Well, you got me all charged up with your
1: long <laughs> vaginas talk. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. So I had to go check.
0: Okay. Um, but it's such an exciting book. But We, we haven't even – we're going to have to take a break. But there's also a debate. They're all expert debaters now. And there's a whole big debate They've all decided that they're big expert debaters. <laughs> they do
1: a debate that you and I did for a major media company once called, is it, what is better, cats or dogs? Cats or dogs, yeah. Here's my official stance. So do not at me okay. about this. Me, Do not me at or me or to listeners? ask anyone. Anyone. okay, Not yeah. you, not the listeners, anyone. Do not ask me about it and do not okay. challenge me on it. Here's yeah. my official stance on cats versus dogs. Okay. Both good. I like okay. both. Yeah. I've had both. Mm-hmm. I've celebrated both. Yeah. One of the the creatures I've, I've most cherished in this world was a cat. hmm I have a dog now. He's great. I think both are good, and I hate to be enlightened the centrist about this. Yeah. But I'm going to be an enlightened centrist about this.
0: And I will say, and we'll end the debate here, that you are, sir, half right. And the debate that Christie and Abby have, and so they're they on a team, they're on put on separate teams, which is the cause of the struggle. And they are forced to debate this question, are cats better than dogs? Yeah. And it tears them apart. That's not the question. Cats are better than dogs. The question it, is this, resolved. Resolved. Cats are better pets than dogs. Something like that. That's how you do debate. Resolved. Continued
1: Arthur Greenleaf, who's the guy who... Arthur?
0: Arthur? Arthur?
1: Our Pendragon. Yep. Once you start seeing it... You know what Greenleaf is? uh, The Gawain and the Green Knight. Do you know how to say Greenleaf in Cinderella? In Elven? Yeah. No. Legolas.
0: Okay. Okay, wow. So Ellen's really just pulling out all of the stops, isn't she?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Legolas says, Resolved. Mm-hmm. That cats make better pets than dogs, and isn't that interesting? So what? So what? Peter Jackson has decided is that Legolas, mm-hmm. who he introduces in the films as Legolas Greenleaf, yeah, Legolas's name is
0: Legolas, or his name is Greenleaf Greenleaf. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm following you. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tortuous train of thought, but I think I'm with you. <laughs> We're just kind of we're just shitting on Peter Jackson right now. You're right here with me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right here with me. I didn't love the movies. The the Lord of the Ring films are mwah, mm-hmm. very good, mm-hmm. and you're you're being wrong and pigheaded and belligerent about that. Um, okay. Resolve. Hobbit films, not, <laughs> not good. Yeah. I've and, been on a tear recently where I've been watching them um, while under the influence of okay. Uh controlled narcotic (laughs) okay
0: great you said you said you sounded like you were gonna be coy and delicate and then you just like went straight for it (laughs) recently and i watched all the lord of the rings films and they are still
1: so good hold up so well very engaging very rich Mm -hmm. then i started watching the hobbit movies and i had to turn the first one off it's halfway through it was like (laughs) unwatchably bad it's and i remember kind of liking them and then there was a whole scene where the doors are like farting and, like, cleaning plates and yeah. singing some dumb song about farting. And I was like, I, I, I can't awful. watch this.
0: Yeah, and they proved that in retrospect the Lord of the Rings films were always bad, which is something that I, I knew at the time and I was the only person who knew it. Um, what we should do is take a quick break, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about this novel. Okay. Okay. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly-dilly, my lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. Um, um, let's talk about it, huh? Let's talk about it. The elephant in the room. The elephant in the room. (laughs) Time to talk about it. Um... Do you want me to talk about? about something? Well, I can tell you something that I thought was funny and cool. Something that was cool. Do you want to hear something that I thought was cool? Mm, yeah. This is something also that, that Ellen did that I thought is fucking dope and it's so clever. It's so smart. Uh, here's a passage from the novel. Uh, so at the end of the novel, um, after they've apprehended Lance Dibden um, mm-hmm. in a... a terrifying showdown where he like runs across the debate room floor and tries to kidnap the the child again Uh, yeah kidnap hot and horny again Mm -hmm. um and he's wrestled to the ground by mr hot and horny yeah um mr hot and horny takes christy and uh david to and abby to the white house for a special visit yeah and the following thing happens As I was wondering what would happen next, I heard Mr. Hot and Horny call a greeting to someone. I looked up to see a man in uniform ride by on a bike, waving as he passed us. Whoa, cool, said Abby. Isn't it? Asked Mr. Hot and Horny. That's Agent Brancusi. He's one of our newest bike patrol agents. They patrol the White House compound. If they see anyone suspicious, they can chase him or her down easily. And this is uh, very clearly Ellen Miles setting up for the next BSE spinoff, White House Bike Patrol. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Right? Obviously. Doesn't that sound fucking dope? White House Bike Patrol?
1: And, and you think that in Abby second. and
0: Christy are going to join the White House Bike Patrol? They'll be like, there'll be characters in it, but it'll, patrol, but it'll be about the White House Bike Patrol. But it's like, she's set it up, you know?
1: Right. She's, okay, she's yeah, planted yeah,
0: the yeah. seed. Like, sure, Abby and Christy will probably make cameos.
1: Yeah. I Doesn't would that love sound that. good? I would love yeah. that. Is that all? Do you want to flesh out? Do you want to come over the pitch for White House Bike tr- Patrol or do you want? I, I mean, What's I think your it pitches itself. For it? Okay. Or is this an Ellen thing? Do we even not want to touch it because it's like maybe outside of our abilities?
0: I mean, I don't think that I, I would. I would say that we've got Ellen on board. if I'm pitching it, I would say I've got Ellen Miles on board. As, Here's something as a I didn't light. understand about the passage. Yeah. Okay. They're in the White House. Yeah. And this guy's on a bike. Yeah. It's in, or it's the White House compound.
1: So he's inside the White House. <laughs> he's biking around
0: the White House. That's why, in, like it's so the hallways. Great. I
1: assume so. Yeah. Have you ever seen the show West Wing? Yeah, I. Everyone's seen it. I get the impression from West Wing. Yeah, that the hallways around
0: they're pretty small. They're pretty small. Everyone does. A walk, there's a lot of walking talks. There. Well, now there's gonna be a lot of biking talks. Think about try try to come with me on this. He's biking yeah. around the bi- White House hallways, and there are often criminals on it's the loose. The bike house. It's the bike house. You almost called it the bike house. Let's just call it the bike house. Let's, okay, fine. Bike house. We're
1: already biking around
0: it. <laughs> you know. I don't think it has the same ring as White House Bike Patrol. No, no, no. And then when they catch a criminal, they say, White House Bike Patrol, you're under arrest.
1: We're not calling it the White House anymore. We're calling it the Bike House. It's the Bike House Bike Patrol. Bike House Bike
0: Patrol. Doesn't that sound good? I don't like it as much, frankly. Okay. Well, this is a creative
1: process that you're being invited into uh, Baby Nation. So. We've got Ellen Miles on board
0: as screenwriter, pretty much set in the white house so there's politics and there's intrigue and there's biking it's a lot like uh premium rush
1: okay yeah so this book
0: is a lot like a number of films yeah
1: hackers yeah (laughs) premium rush and it's like the tv show west
0: wing yeah anything else any other media properties um i don't know He's a secret service agent, and it's 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 hinted that he is a secret that Mr. Hot and Horny is a secret service agent who guards the president himself, and the president in the BSC universe is different from ours, and we know this because of the following passage. Mr. Hot and Horny took off. David turned to us with a grin. Okay, he said, time for one of my favorite activities. What's that? I asked. Find Sparky. You mean the president's cat? Abby said, staring at him. Everyone's seen that cat on TV. When is so, this book published? Is this G.W. Well, but I'm saying it's not, right? Because it's there's no president who's had a cat called Sparky. Therefore, Ellen is revealing to us that the president in the Babysitter's Club universe is not the same as the president in our universe. Yeah, or she's sort of getting
1: her wires crossed because she does sort of exist out of time and space. So it's like it could be a future or, or distant past president.
0: Right, okay. That she's sort of talking about. Or maybe she knows um, something about... George W. Bush that we don't. Speaking
1: of David Hot and Horny, Okay, yeah. um, I wanted to say
0: this about him. Okay, that's great. It's a great sentence construction, if I may.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They walk in beauty (laughs) night and noon. These handsome men who do their worst singing their beguiling tune. I find myself Immersed in thirst Or as the youth say Hashtag swoon With hashtag vapors I've been cursed
0: It's good to hear that Mellifluous sound again What a beautiful poem And it's our hit mysterious segment From the mysteries called Hashtag swoon You
1: look exactly like this boy I used to know a little I told him He did, too. Terry had the same brown hair and same hazel eyes. In fact, I remember Stacy, who had known Terry best, I think she had a little crush on him, going on and on about how special his eyes were, all filled with gold flecks. Yeah, weird. Terry had been pretty cute.
0: So was David. I saw a few girls in the crowd checking him out. So the confusion is because David initially says to um, r- refuses to reveal that he is the same kid that they knew in. I guess it's like Stacy and the counterfeiters. It's something like it was that. Stacy and the the money mystery. The money mystery. Yeah. Um. And because he's like, I guess he's has to be undercover if his dad is undercover. He's like, no, I'm a different guy. And Christy's like, we literally like solved a mystery with you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nope, that ain't me. But he's beautiful, else. and he's got gold in his but eyes. But his
1: gold-flecked eyes are unmistakable.
0: Yeah, Once you see
1: them, you're entranced forever. Yeah. It's like looking into a Gorgon's gaze. Yes. A Medusa. Mm-hmm. And being enraptured and, and turned into stone. Gorgeous. That is the boy who made me hot and horny this week. And it's
0: hot, and it's And fitting. the name fits. Yeah, it fits the bill. That's why they yeah. call him that. David hot and horny, yeah. That's why he's got to keep changing his name. It's why he has to keep changing his name whenever he goes from town to town. Too because, many because he's already so hot and horny that if he also were clearly named that, it would be too much for everyone. It would just overload the, the circuits. Yeah, um, um, very handsome boy this week. And uh, Christie doesn't seem interested. No one seems interested. No one's interested. That's not what this book is about. It's about debate first. Kidnapping second, both things Jack, happen at the same time. Yes.
1: You are a young man in the prime of his life. Yes. Did you have you ever done debate?
0: No. Here's what I did in school, in in um, at when I was Christie's age. I I went out for two big things. One was the Shakespeare competition, where I okay. I performed some verses from Shakespeare for the whole school to, to still got it, still got it. Yeah. Let's hear it crack okay. me off a bit of Ready? that. Here we go. Yep. Tomorrow and, and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day until the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle. Life is but a walking shadow, a poor player who struts and frets his hour upon the stage. And then is heard no more it is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing wow talk about hot and horny hot and horny and that's what i did for the school in eighth grade and i did pretty well and then the other thing i did was just public speaking where i like i like created a speech kind of public speaking but i never went out for debate hmm interesting
1: Hmm. I had to do debate around this age too. I was in junior high. Mm. I took a debate class. Yeah. And we had to do debate. And I remember that the resolution was that the war in, this is probably, I'm going to say 98. Okay. 99. Okay. The war in Kosovo <laughs> <Okay>. was justified. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and I had to take the negative. <laughs> And you said no. That. And I remember doing a lot of research and yeah. sort of framing my debate around the Vietnam War and being like, this is futile, all war is futile, this is needless, yeah. the U.S. has has zero reason to be intervening in this war. Mm-hmm. And then my the guy who took the positive debate on this,
0: mm-hmm.
1: keep mine, I'm 14. Yeah. I, I'm 36 now, and I could not tell you what the war in Kosovo was about. Yeah. Was there even a war in Kosovo? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Where is Kosovo? Don't know. <laughs> yeah. But at 14, I was very well informed on it. And the, the guy who I was debating, I, I thought I had it locked down. Yeah. The guy who was debating did a complete emotional appeal, just talked about respecting the troops. <laughs> And won the debate because of that. His entire argument was like, "Well, we gotta respect the troops."
0: <laughs> You're like, "What?" I was like, F- oh, four minutes for a rebuttal. Try to keep your remarks to uh, the idea that you obviously hold, which is that we should not respect the troops. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially how it happened.
1: That's and I tough, just man. like I just gave up. I was like, I don't. I...
0: I think the one time I was involved in any kind of debate was in seventh grade when I was asked to uphold the position that Columbus uh, was good. Yeah. It was tough. around the time where the world was kind of discovering that that wasn't true. Yeah. And I like being in seventh grade, I was like, well, this is easy. I don't even need to study for this because everyone knows. 1492, Dude, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. the
1: fucking day <laughs> named after him.
0: And everything is fine. And I yeah. just got totally just decimated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it reminds me of the time I went to Australia for work, and they have a, a figure of legend in Australia, akin to Captain Columbus, called Captain Cook. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading all about Captain Cook, and I was like, "This seems this guy seems rad as hell." Mm-hmm. And I brought it up to the Australians. It's like,
0: what tell me guy. more about
1: this Captain Cook. They're yeah. like, no, they're like, we don't. They're like, we're what, not Tanner, Captain Cook. We're here. over him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, he was very unkind to yeah. native populations.
0: And I was yeah. like, okay, got it. Well, we, we neither of us are debaters. Yeah. But
1: um, we did read a book. Master. Hey, hey, Jack. No, Master a debater.
0: So there were two. So Ellen. <laughs> okay, I heard it.
1: Out of the park home run.
0: Ellen and Ann avoid that joke, but they go instead for two jokes that I had never thought of. And okay. don't know why they dwelled on them. The first is like early on in the book where Christie's describing debating terms and then like does a, a couple paragraphs on the fact that all the boys in the class like cannot fucking hold it back when they hear the term rebuttal because it has blood oh, yeah, butt in it's it. Got, it's got And butt. you know Ellen Miles is like, I think Ellen. that's just projection because she's like, oh, man, I'm going to have to do a whole book about debate. <laughs> She's don't, like researching I don't know how I'm gonna debate. say rebuttal without just let's just talk about the elephant in the room. She's
1: received the the message from the Inky Blackness and she yeah. comes back and she's like, I should guess I should do a little research on debate. And she's looking at a debate and she sees that one of the core terms in debate is rebuttal, and she's just like, Well, okay. That's 12 pages.
0: <laughs> and then the other thing she does is even weirder, and it has precedent in babysitters club books. Um, I'll read you a passage. Um, though it's worth filling in a little bit of plot here, which is that there's like a C plot, which is that this girl, Melissa, which means B. I'll just say it. Melissa means B. I'll say it. What do you mean it means B? The word Melissa it comes from the Greek word Melissa, which means B. And there's a character in this book called Melissa Banks. Okay. B-bank. B-banks. And that's interesting to think about, isn't it? A bank full of bees. Yeah. Melissa is in this book, and she actually, we have met her before. You said we hadn't, but we have. She was in the book where um, I think Claudia goes on a field trip. She's always on field trips, and she shares a room with Melissa, and Melissa is annoying. Oh, yeah. So
1: they do say kind of early on in the novel that, Claudia maybe knows Melissa a little bit. Claudia but knows of, her. None of the other girls. They do. like. Yeah. She's
0: like super annoying. She's kind of annoying. In this book. She's actually a really interesting character. She's very unsure of herself, and so she's. In in the old days, we used to call this pressed. She's like super pressed, for Christy and Abby, and it's like constantly just like trying to be like them and say what they say, oh, agree yeah. with what they say.
1: I saw I saw a lot of myself professionally in <laughs> Melissa. Yeah, this is something I do a lot in a professional environment where it's like just eager to please and like yeah, very wish washy Will just go along with whatever opinion is being presented to me at the time.
0: It'll, like they're co- constantly having conversations on the bus where where like Christie's like, oh, wh- what do you think about debate? Are you enjoying it? And Melissa's like, oh, I think it's for nerds. And then Christy will be like, oh, I think it's cool. And Melissa will be like, oh, oh yeah, no. What I meant is, I think, I think it's, it's really cool. Too. cool. Yeah yeah yeah. fucking have a fucking have some backbone. But um so that's important and Melissa also is this interesting character cuz she like meets up with her like she has this like boyfriend and they're a super kissy face. Yeah, they do smooches together. But she's also an excellent debater and she wins a trophy. Anyway, that's all you need to know for this interesting passage where <laughs> Ellen gets hung up on another funny word and I will read it to you. Excellent, said Lucas. Hey, I have an idea. For the next round, let's all try to put down slang words or rude words. They're playing Scrabble. That's how my friends and I play sometimes. (laughs) What do you mean, I asked. Like, but? (laughs) Melissa, okay. All right. I didn't expect a laugh from you there. (laughs) (laughs) Did not expect a laugh from you there. But? (laughs) Are you kidding me? All right, let it out. (laughs) But? (laughs) But? You're the Jesus. Your child. Wow. But <laughs> Yeah. Melissa giggled. Ooh, Ab- okay. Just tell me when you're done cuz I'd love to continue reading oh, the passage. I don't know if I'm going to be able to I,
1: This is got this is I'm t- <laughs> I'm carrying I'm riding this high to the end of the night.
0: Okay. But <laughs> Let me just try try to fucking hold it together. Melissa giggled. Abby believe it or not blushed, but Lucas nodded. Or snot or fart. Words like that. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Did you say snot? I did. I Ellen did. Fart. <laughs> Let it go. This is not why I'm reading the passage. Whoa.
1: <laughs> Those are such naughty words.
0: Okay. Yeah, so that's a, that's a way you can play Scrabble. Wow. <laughs> okay. Can okay. I please continue? <laughs> if you say so, man. Now we were all giggling and blushing a little. I looked down at my letters. How about this, I asked, putting down the word nerd. Okay. That's a f- Everyone cracked up. It was just kind of hurtful. So here's... You'll notice that you laughed at the funny words farts, not but. Right? Keeps <laughs> me going again, man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't laugh at the nerd word. This, like, I had like immediate deja vu. Okay. And I went in search of it because I was like, this is not the fucking first time that Anna Martin has tried to incept me with the clearly false notion that it's funny to say nerd in the same way that it's funny to say things like butt or fart. Okay, you think Anne has like a she's got a thing and I tracked down the passage and it's you okay. want and you want to know where it's from? It's from the fucking first book from Christie's Great Idea. Okay. Can I read you this passage? Let's like a trip down memory lane. Re- you ready for this? Yeah. Christie's Great Idea, first fucking book. Oh, forget Janine, I said. Anyway, and so they're trying to figure out what the symbol should be for the babysitters club. They end up, you know, and this is a spoiler, but they end up having like block baby letters to write out the word babysitters club. That's the symbol they land on.
1: Yeah, it's very it's a very iconic It's iconic imagery from the cover of every single one of the books.
0: But in this book, if you can imagine it, they haven't figured that out yet. Oh, forget Janine, I said. Anyway, we're all going to think of the symbol. We're a club. We have to agree on things. Now, what could we use? Well said, Marianne. It could either be something that has to do with babysitters, like a child or a helping hand, or it could just be something we like—a rainbow, or a shooting star, or a frog.
1: Fuck. Okay, and it's right there from the, it's fucking, right beginning, there the huh? fucking beginning,
0: beginning. She fr- frogged us. She frogged us. She frogged us in the first fucking book. Wow. And we fr- don't even know it
1: yet. We're fucking infants learning <laughs> how to walk. And Marianne's wow. just laying down some brutal frog. <laughs>
0: A frog, I burst out, I began to giggle. So did Claudia and Stacy. Mary Ann looked embarrassed. Then she began to laugh too. How about a warthog? suggested Claudia. A nerd, said Stacy. We were all laughing so hard we could barely talk. That's does a, does,
1: does, does what the, is d- that? The, does nerd mean something differently to Anne than it, it, it means to us? Yes, sure surely. Right? Nerds are cool now. Have you ever seen Hackers Ann? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you ever seen West Wing? We're beige boxing. <laughs> We're freaking.
1: Anne. Ann. Yeah, West Wing. What about uh We're filibuster? What's his name? The guy with the glasses. Yes. Or the, the handsome one. Sam Seaborn. Yes. Yeah. He's not a nerd. He's
0: not a nerd. But the guy with the glasses is yeah, <laughs> and that's the difference. Yeah, but so that's a thing, right? That's a thing. That's the second time. I don't know if Ellen's just copying Anne. She she's like, I learned it from watching you. But she, yeah, it, she's like deploying nerd as a punchline this make in you a happy way hand? that she, like doesn't fit or work. Guy with glasses, West mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Wing. No, 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 no. We 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 have to. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. Everyone's seen The West Wing. What, it, what, think about what what's going to happen for people. You're going to figure it out, and you're going to say this name, and people are going to be like, "Yeah, Toby Ziegler." <laughs> Not Toby Ziegler. It's is it the guy from Sports Night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just write guy from Sports Night, West Wing. Well,
1: his name is I know his real name, which is Josh Molina.
0: Yeah. Okay. Will Bailey. Great. Perfect. Nailed it. And that's that's about what I expected. is people are like, "Yep." You know <laughs> Listen, what? If it were up to me, Mm. I would – I thought Josh Molina,
1: Will Bailey, was such a charming character and such a good actor. Yeah. And I would just love to hear more from him about sort of like being a part of the West Wing. If he could like – I don't know if he's interested in collaborating with us on like a a sort of like a podcast environment where he is sort of telling us stories and we're interacting with him about the West Wing – that sounds so great. Wouldn't that be
0: good? That'd be amazing. He'd be perfect for that. We could call it yeah. the West
1: Wing Wing. The West Wing Wing. Yeah, it's the wing of the podcast where we talk about the West
0: Wing. That's great. I, there's no way he'd do it. There's no way a TV actor would would debase himself. Okay, like fine. Going to the podcast medium.
1: If he's not interested, we'll get our friend. Yeah. Uh, oh,
0: fuck yeah, Mark Feuerstein.
1: Mark our Feuerstein. Our best friend do it. Mark Feuerstein can do it. Yeah. We'll get, um, we'll get Matthew Perry to do it.
0: <laughs> okay. i sure
1: he's available. We'll get Martin Sheen to do it. Perfect. Allison Janney. That's great. Um, Tanner, I would love to go. I uh, would like that too, Jack, but I once again need to remind you yeah. of your duty. Yeah. My your solemn promise to yeah. me. Mm-hmm.
0: Which is that we do a... <laughs> eh? <gasps>
1: Yeah, I don't know why I have to whisper anymore. I fucking live in a three-story mansion.
0: I'm I have like contact in suburban central Connecticut. Anxiety I, from the last time you woke up your child.
1: Fuck this kid. He's a thousand <laughs> feet away from me. He's in the west wing.
0: <laughs> why am I worried? Why do I have to worry about this? I don't know, man. But it's our burn. It's where we talk about the burns in the book. There are a couple good ones. Um, I've got two. I only have one, so maybe so I should start. Why don't you start? Yeah. It's the final debate. Okay. Thomas V. Stevenson. Yeah, it's it's pretty tense. And Christy and Abby end up getting, uh, you can imagine, you know Christy, you know Abby. They, they basically are not on speaking terms by the end of this novel because their teams are going up against each other. They do make it up eventually, but.
1: Resolution. Cats make better pets than dogs. Yeah. During my opening argument, I heard myself slipping into a tone of voice that was not even tempered or cool. I sounded defensive and angry, but I couldn't help myself. This debate was personal. It had become that way over the last few days, whether I'd meant it or not. Even though some people can't admit it, I found myself saying, as I glared at Abby, cats are smarter than dogs. In fact, cats are smarter than some people, (laughs) I gave Abby a meaningful glance. Good. Strong. Yeah. Christy's she means you, Abby. Yeah, she means you. Christy's saying that's smarter than you. And I had a cat once and he ate its own shit, so
0: I got two cats. Not
1: very smart. Do I they eat their own cats. poop?
0: Uh no. Okay. I think that was sort of a unique thing that Bull did. <laughs> Bless his heart. Um, yeah, good funny, uh, good funny thing, and Ellen has a lot of fun with the fact that it turns out that Abby and Christy are both arguing opposite sides of what they actually feel.
1: Yes, 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 and that, that's another point of tension between the two of them. Abby is pro-cat because she's allergic to dogs, Christy is pro-dog because she has had many dogs, and her only real experience with cats is Boo-Boo, who's like
0: a piece of shit. (laughs) So. I bet Boo-Boo is fucking fine if if you take a second to get to know him on his terms. It dr- drives that's, me and wild the way they treat boo And that's the, the problem, that's the problem isn't it? On yeah. his terms. Exactly.
1: We fucking domesticated these things. It's not on their terms. It's on our terms. It's how you learn. It's we have great, dominion over these beasts. It's a great
0: way to learn how to be in the world. It's meeting someone where they live. And seeing the world through their eyes, and not just not fucking like d- demanding slavish devotion.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't spend millennia <laughs> training these things just for them to be dicks to me. I've uh, only ever had good cats. I love cats. Yeah, they're so love great. them. God, they're Jamie so and I great. talk. I would say once a week. Jamie and I look around our our lovely suburban Connecticut home and think
0: get a cat we please. Could,
1: let's get a cat please. and Miles loves cats Jimmy has a, a shirt from major, major media company that she wears as pajamas and it's got the California flag but instead of a bear it's got a cat and Miles oh. points to the cat every morning and he says
0: nothing because he's he's not verbal, verbal. But he points at it that's beautiful he points at it and he likes it get a it. fucking cat man get a cat God, we should get a cat
1: <sighs> I Hercules is great yeah my dog yeah and I love him, and, I, and I'm and i going to be so sad when he passes. Yeah, and I'm not going to speak ill of the
0: stupid. Yeah,
1: but the strongest emotional attachments I've ever had to any animal has been cats. Yeah, oh my God. It's everything. Meg, Bull. Jenkins. That's all the cats I've owned. Uh, well, I guess I, have, I I've interacted with Jenkins, and I liked
0: him a lot. Yeah, I love my cats more than anyone that I've ever met in my entire life. Anyone. Yeah. Something to think about. That's a great place to end it, except that I haven't said my burn yet. There's a guy <laughs> in yeah, uh, Christie's debate team along with David Hottenhorny called Kai. He's actually the best debater and probably who carries them because he wins the best individual debater trophy after the— And he's, he he coaches Christie through her—the
1: the emotional moment that I just read, Yeah, the reason he wins best debater is because he coaches Christie through that moment and he— centers her and levels her. Yes. And, and he's says amazing. Christy, focus on the facts. Yep. Facts don't care about your feelings. Right. Focus on the family. Focus on the family, <laughs> which is another thing Ben Shapiro probably likes.
0: <laughs> and Yeah. Get out there and do some fucking debating. Get out there and do some fucking work. And, he, uh, yeah, because cause Abby and Christy are so emotional and angry with each other that they almost ruin the debate finals. Uh, yep. And all, the other thing that almost ruins the debate finals is that an um, uh, elite hacksaw uh, called Crash Override d- does run through the— um, uh, lobby of the hotel. I said in my description it was the Shoreham Hotel. It doesn't specifically say that, but I remembered it because after we would go to raves in D.C. when I was in high school, we used yeah. to go and sleep in the lobby of the Omni Shoreham Hotel until they kicked us out at like four in the morning. That's cool. Right? God, that is cool. Yeah. I hate to admit it, but that is pretty cool <laughs> to say. And a cool thing to have done. Yeah. Um. There's a guy called Kai. There's a Haxor. He gets taken down by Mr. Hot and Horny, the debate goes pretty well. Anyway, the Horny involves Kai, and it goes like this. Kai, David, and I did a three-way high five. It was Saturday morning. We had just emerged from debate room one, where we'd won another round of the tournament. We really do make a good team, I said to them. Somehow we compliment one another. Sure, you have the big mouth, Kai has all the brains, and I supply the charm and charisma. How can we miss, David said. That's funny. Good. Because she's got a big mouth and the other guy's she's have got a good big talent. mouth. Yeah. Good, funny, hot,
1: horny. Got a big mouth. Let me search it. Yeah. Lay your thing down, flip it and reverse it.
0: That is what Missy Elliott says. <laughs> yeah. What I would love to say now to you, Tanner, is that it's past time that we leave and also go. Okay. With your permission. Oh, wow. You're right. Yeah. Um, I would like to leave. I would like to go. Um, I would like to first thank you, Tanner, for bearing with me. Uh, you're welcome. I would like to thank the Baby Nation for bearing with us. You're welcome. I would like to remind everybody, please, to take a moment and go to our Patreon. It is at patreon.com slash podcast. We put a lot of time and effort into making that show. It's a whole other show where we talk about the Little Sister books, and it is a great way to support our work and keep us doing what we're doing. And we do sing the descriptions, patreon.com slash podcast For just $5 a month, you get a whole other show, and it's good. Please also buy our merch. Bit.ly slash
1: B S E C merch. Some other merch guy came sniffing around old <laughs>
0: Papa Tanner and Papa Jack this <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of hot demand for to be our merch guys. So we must and be doing he something. Said right. He tried to
1: to sing his siren song to <laughs> us, didn't he, Jack? And he was like, Come do
0: merch with us, boys. Yeah. But and right we now said, we don't. Night. Well, we didn't respond. We shan't. We, both fairly unresponsive i did respond to him i don't think
1: you saw it but i did respond to him okay and i said we shunt sir yeah (laughs) we're happy with our merch providers and our merch is great and our fans love it and they're going flocking to the merch site to buy it every day and that's what you should do please do that but i did respond to him and say i've got another show sir (laughs) (laughs) would <laughs> oh, <laughs> you see. like to do merch for that show and it's called
0: exp.share it's a Pokemon podcast you can find it's it everywhere <laughs> It's called Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast. You can find it everywhere that you get podcasts. Uh, I'm told it's good. It's Tanner and another guy named Josh who's nice, and he's the evolved Pokemon version of me. So please do check it out. Please do subscribe. Please do rate. He's review, like you, Experience but better Share. in a
1: lot of ways. He's well put together, mm-hmm. better looking.
0: He's much better looking.
1: Gay, which is cool and progressive much cooler. in 2020.
0: He's married to a famous podcaster.
1: Married to a famous podcaster? Who are you were married to?
0: I'm married to Sarah, who is, who a is immensely cool and talented nice. and she is,
1: is a pretty well-known and popular ghostwriter. writer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're even there. Kind of an even draw in <laughs> a lot of ways, huh?
0: Please do subscribe to Tanner's podcast. It kind
1: of seems like the odd man out in this is me. <laughs> Actually, maybe you and Josh should have a podcast.
0: Yeah, your wife is also a super talented writer, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, there's just like this, like, there's just like one sore standing out on the beautiful face that is uh, the rest of us. Um, What I would love to say is that uh, you must must absolutely must join our facebook group go to our facebook page which is babysitters club club and join the group which is called baby nation and it's where all the action happens and everyone in there is so nice and so good and we have weekly threads where we talk about the episodes and also lots of fun threads where everyone is nice and good and funny and interesting so get in there Um, Please do rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. It helps us to remain relevant. I checked our rankings, and we are still kind of hanging on as a top literature podcast, which is what I decided that we were when we signed up for this great adventure about five years ago. (laughs) That's Um, true. Yeah, yeah. So please— Except for the the video novels. Yeah. Help us remain— I'm surprised they
1: didn't kick us out.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Please help us remain in the rankings so people can discover our show by giving us a nice rating and review. Um, I think all that remains for me to say is that this week we did read a novel, a radio novel that was called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever number nine, Chrissy and the Kidnapper. Next week we're gonna be reading a radio novel called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever number ten, Stacy's Problem. So we're finally gonna find out what Stacy's problem is. Yeah.
1: Finally. I I got a lot of problems <laughs> yeah. with Stacy. Yeah, did you write this one, Dan? I could fill a fucking novel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Dostoevsky has
0: nothing on me. Um, Finally, I would like to tell you that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let Daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip man. Take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think the boy's. Had just been invented.
1: Name six and a The first book of what became a call. And now it's
0: time. We went to, to go to a picnic in the park and, um, I was walking Cyril back to the car and these like girls, like kind of sorority girls from UT were getting out of their car as we were just passing them. And the girl was telling a story and she turned to her friend. She was like, and I was like, fuck you. And as she said that Cyril was walking past and he goes, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And and They were all so embarrassed. They were all so embarrassed. I was laughing my ass off and they were like,
1: (laughs) thanks for teaching him that lady. Yeah. That was a headgum podcast.